Hello and welcome to another episode of Forgotten Cello Music. This is from Traveling Cello. Hi, I'm Aaron. Today is episode 23. There are two more women in the book Violoncellisten der Gegenwart in Wort und Bild, cellists of the present in word and picture. The two cellists featured that I did not include in the last episode are Kato van der Hoeven and Elsa Rüger. Elsa Rüger was the most famous woman cellist of the day, apparently. She's mentioned in a couple of books outside of this one, while the other females are not. A word about the music you hear. It will be by the same composers as in episode 22, but I have made the piano accompaniments to excerpts of the Louise Ferenc cello sonata, the Ethel Smith sonata, and the little allegretto by Claudine Smith in full. Over the next month or so, I do plan on turning a selection of these sonatas into recordings in full. Um, the Ethel Smith sonata is one that I will still hold off, but I like the fast movement, the last movement, so much that I wanted to include that in this episode. Uh, if I had to guess at the moment based on the music that I like, I would choose the Louise Ferenc Sonata to complete, and also the uh, Sonata Number no. 2 in E minor by the Russian composer that wrote two cello sonatas, and number 2 is the one that I have looked at in E minor, Leokadi Kasparov. Those look like particularly interesting and doable at this moment in time. Sonatas for me. Now, just a word about the German selections, uh, German portion. I am going to start something, uh, a different format. I'm going to include the German reading at the very end. It will be the last thing even after my sign-off. Uh, I will include it at the very end, so those that are interested in it, you can jump to the end and won't be bothered by it if you are not interested in hearing me uh, speak in German. And, well, it's not half bad, but it's not that great either. Uh, like I said before, I do it because I think it's interesting and it's not very often that you hear in a an English speaking native English speaker doing things in in two languages uh, in this kind of format. So, um, you know, maybe it will be a new trend in the future. Who knows? Let's begin. This is Violoncellisten der Gegenwart in Wortenbild, beginning with the female cellist Kato van der Hoeven. Kato van der Hoeven was born on September 20, 1879, 
in Amsterdam. Even as a child, she showed an unmistakable musical talent and initially learned to play the piano. In her particular predilection for string instruments, after having developed a great skill in playing the violin, she preferred the cello. The excellent cellist Jay Mosel has made a particular contribution to her training on this instrument. She completed her studies under the guidance of her special teacher and finally studying with Anton Hecking for a short time. After completing the orchestral school in Amsterdam, the graceful artist made a successful concert tour through her home country and made an honorable name for herself through her beautiful playing. Soon, Kato van der Hoeven was engaged as a permanent member of the Concert Hall Orchestra in Amsterdam, where she is currently still active, only going on concert excursions now and then. In addition to Holland, Miss van der Hoeven also made herself well-known in Germany, Berlin, Cologne, which is on, on the Rhine, etc. the second cellist featured in this episode, the famous Elsa Ruger. Elsa Ruger was one of the most famous cello artists and was born as the daughter of a senior civil servant on December 6, 1881 in Switzerland. From an early age, she showed talent and enthusiasm for music. Her mother moved with her and two older sisters, one as a pianist and the other as a violin artist, who also earned credit early on, to Brussels, where Elsa has the most favorable ground for developing her rare talent and excellent teachers, among others. Edward Jacobs and Anna Kampowski found, at the age of 11, the young art novice appeared in concerts as a soloist but only after completing her studies at the Royal Conservatory and had won the highest awards did she begin her real artistic career, which until now has been an unbroken chain of fame and success. The first tour the young artist undertook with her sisters took the artist trio through Switzerland and Berlin. This was followed by concert tours through most of Europe's major cities. In 1899, Miss Ruger gave a second concert in Berlin with resounding success, this time with the Philharmonic Orchestra. Shortly afterwards, she was given the high honor in front of the German imperial couple in the royal castles to be allowed to occur. This was followed by brilliant offers from America, which Miss Ruger followed in the fall of 1899 and 1902. She has now traveled all over the United States, celebrating triumphs everywhere she goes. After a six-month stay in the dollar country, she returned, laden with laurels to her old homeland, where she continued to devote herself to her high art with love and devotion. Now, interestingly enough, I found 
no other entries for any of the other female cellists, uh, that is, those five mentioned in the book Violoncellist in der Gegenwart, except for Elsa Rugger. She has an entry for herself in the Baker's Biographical Dictionary of Musicians. Uh, the 1919 edition is what I have. Um, she's not mentioned in Groves. She's not mentioned in the Joseph Vasilevsky book, The Violoncello and Its History. Now, that one is understandable because that's basically coming out, published at the time of Elsa Ruger's birth or at least early childhood. So that one doesn't really make sense for her to be in. I'm going to read the entry in Baker's Biographical Dictionary. It adds a few extra things or different things, but it's about the same length. Uh, Ruger, Elsa, fine violin cellist, born Lucerne, Switzerland, December 6, 1881. Taught by her mother from 1887 to 89, pupil of Strasbourg Conservatory. After her parents' removal to Brussels in 1889, she studied privately with Anna Kampowski until 1892, when she became a pupil of Edward Jacobs at the conservatory. Her first public appearance at a charity concert in Brussels, 1894, attracted the attention of the leading critics. Graduated in 1895 as winner of the first prize, she then made a tour of Switzerland together with her sisters, Charlotte, violin, and Wally, piano, who had been her fellow students at the conservatory. Her Berlin debut as soloist in 1896 was the beginning of a very successful career. In the same year, she played in a number of German cities, Ostend, Bruges, Antwerp, Brussels, Paris, and Petrograd. In 1897, she visited England and in 1899, the U.S. for the first time. Since then, she has revisited both countries repeatedly and also toured Scandinavia. In 1903, she lived in Berlin, teaching at the Schwarenka Conservatory. On August 30, 1909, she married the violinist Edmund Lichtenstein of Detroit, now 1917, living in San Francisco. That brings us to the end of the women featured in Violoncellist in der Gegenwart, but it by no means brings to an end the exploration of the role that women composers played in creating music for cellists. As I discovered while perusing IMSLP, specifically looking for women, there's a, a number of composers out there. I've discovered quite a number of very nice works as I was perusing IMSLP. And I do plan on exploring them more deeply. I've taken a, a deeper interest as I was creating the excerpt for this episode with the Louise Ferenc cello sonata in B-flat major. It's just a really elegant, beautiful piece of music, and I wish to complete that one 
in the near future. Now we've come to the end of the episode. I'd just like to say thank you very much to the listener who emailed me and suggested I look around for women composers. I've enjoyed it, and I look forward to playing many of the pieces that I've discovered so far. Thanks for listening to Forgotten Cello Music, and remember to play more of it. See you in the next episode. And now for the selections to be read in German. Und jetzt lese ich die Abschnitte vor. Kato van der Hoeven wurde am 20. September 1879 in Amsterdam geboren. Schon als Kind verriet sie eine unverkennbare musikalische Begabung und lernte anfangs Klavier spielen. In ihrer besonderen Vorliebe für Streichinstrumente gab sie, nachdem sie es im Violonspiel zu einer großen Fertigkeit gebracht hatte, dem Violoncell den Vorzug. In ihrer Ausbildung auf diesem Instrument hat sich besonders der treffliche Cellist J. Mussel verdient gemacht. Unter der Leitung dieses ihres speziellen Lehrers und zuletzt noch kurze Zeit bei Anton Hecking studierend, vollendete sie ihre Studien. Nach Absolvierung der Orchesterschule in Amsterdam machte die anmütige Künstlerin eine erfolgreiche Konzerttournee durch ihr Heimatland und hat sich durch ihr schönes Spiel einen ehrenvollen Namen gemacht. Bald wurde Kato van der Hoeven als festes Mitglied des Konzertgebäudeorchesters in Amsterdam engagiert, wo sie gegenwärtig noch tätig ist. Nur dann und wann Konzertausflüge unternehmend. Außer in Holland hat Fräulein van der Hoeven sich auch in Deutschland Berlin, Köln am Rhein und so weiter vorteilhaft bekannt gemacht. Elsa Röger Eine der berühmtesten Violoncellkünstlerinnen ist als Tochter eines höheren Staatsbeamten am 6. Dezember 1881 in der Schweiz geboren. Von frühester Jugend an zeigte sie Talent und Begeisterung für Musik. Ihre Mutter siedelte mit ihr und zwei älteren Schwestern, die sich die eine als Pianisten, die andere als Geigenkünstlerin. Ebenfalls früh Lorbeeren, erwor, äh, Lorbeeren erwarben nach Brüssel über, wo Elsa den günstigsten Boden zur Entfaltung ihres seltenen Talents und ausgezeichnete Lehre und an unter anderem Eduard Jacobs und Anna Kampawski fand. Im Alter von elf Jahren trat die junge Kunstnovize schon in Konzerten als Solisten auf. Doch erst nachdem sie ihr ihre Studien am Königliches Konservatorium vollendet 
und die höchsten Preis errungen hatte, begann ihre eigentliche Künstlerlaufbahn, die bis jetzt eine, un eine ununterbrochene Kette von Ruhm und Erfolg gewesen ist. Die erste Tournee, welche die junge Künstlerin gemeinsam mit ihren Schwestern unternahm, führte das Künstlertrio durch die Schweiz und nach Berlin. Dann folgten Konzertreisen durch die meisten Großstädte Europas. 1899 konzertierte Fräulein Röger mit durchschlagendem Erfolge zum zweiten Male in Berlin, und zwar diesmal mit dem Philharmonischen Orchester. Kurz darauf wurde ihr die hohe Ehre zuteil, vor den deutschen Kaiserpaaren im königliche Schlosse auftreten zu dürfen. Es folgten nun glänzende Offerten aus Amerika, denen Fräulein Röger im Herbst 1899 und 1902 Folge leistete. Sie bereiste nun kreuz und quer die Vereinigten Staaten, überall Triumph feiernd. Nach einem jedesmal sechsmonatlichen Aufenthalte im Dollarlande kehrte sie mit Lorbeeren reich beladen nach der alten Heimat zurück, wo sie fortfährt, sich mit Liebe und Hingebung ihre hohen Kunst zu widmen. Tschüss und bis bald.